0: To take this opportunity to let everybody in this ro- room know that I'm running for president of the United States in 2020. And I feel that the microphone was sabotaged by somebody who want me to be the president. Because I would be the first Italian president running the country, and let me tell you what I would do. First of all, we need a guy like me, you understand? Nice Italian president. I'm gonna change the motto from Make America Great Again to Make America Italian Again. And then if you wanna live here, no problem. But You all gotta say the same thing if you stay here. You don't know nothing, you didn't see nothing, you don't say nothing. That's enough. You understand? We start changing things right away. We go to the airport, we get rid of that sign. You know that sign, if you see something, say something. No, you keep your fucking mouth shut. I'm not even gonna need four years, three months will straighten out the entire country, you understand? I'm gonna relocate the White House from Washington to New Jersey. This way nobody knows where we are, you understand? I'm never gonna tweet, that shit stops. I'm Italian, I don't want anybody know what I'm thinking, you understand? And you don't follow me, I follow you. Imagine a guy like me giving speeches on national television. People in the press asking me questions, right? Like, Mr. President, you took care of the problem in North Korea, how'd you do it? I'd be standing there with my cabinet. You know my cabinet, right? Huh? Anthony, Nikki, Joey, Tony, Salvin. Couple of guys in track suits. I have my mother there with a bowl of macaroni meatballs. Hey, what's going on, what's going on? Like, you want to know what happened in North Korea when we went to go talk to the guy about the thing? <laughs> well, here's what happened. We went out there to talk to him, you know, sat him down, this and that, and pop, pop. pop. We were talking, you know. We brought him a calzone, we're not stupid. <laughs> we ain't gonna go out and be handy. what do you think we are? <laughs> We were talking to him, and then, uh, I don't know what happened. But he's gone now. And there's nothing you can do about that. Come on, people. How much fun would it be if you knew the president was actually whacking people? Like, Mr. President, what happened with ISIS? I'm like, oh, oh, you want to know what happened when we went to go talk to that guy about the thing? <laughs> well, here's what happened. I called Ice's up. I said, Ice, we're gonna talk. <laughs> so we flew him out to Vegas, him and his friends, you know. <laughs> we went dancing and this and that, and then uh I don't know what happened. <laughs> But they're gone now. And there's nothing you can do about it. I always wanted to be on television during the debates. I wanted to be part of the debate. You guys remember when they did that? They were making fun of each other on national television. I say you don't do that. It's very disrespectful. It shows weakness in foreign countries. Imagine them making fun of a guy like me on national television. Then the master of ceremonies looks at me and says, Mr. Marino, Trump and Clinton just made fun of you. Would you like to rebuttal? I'm like, yes I would. Go to a commercial break. You come back from break, you can't find Trump or Clinton anywhere. I'm like, Mr. Marino, what's going on? I'd be like, um, I don't know what happened. But they're gone now. And there's nothing you can do about that.
1: Hey, everybody, this is comedian Mike Marino, and I'm happy to let you know I'm going to be featured on Brooklyn Mike. That's right, DJ Brooklyn Mike. You got to catch this show, it's going to be great. Yeah, ladies
2: and gentlemen, that was Mike Marino, the New Jersey bad boy, the one to make America Italian again, the world-renowned comedian, Mike Marino. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. How you doing?
1: Hey, man, good morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That was fantastic.
2: (laughs) I tell you, that presidential uh, uh, hail to the chief sounds great with you in the background, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like that you did that. The hail to the Chiefs. To I'm the- ready to roll, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how you been, man? You got to be tired. You, you, How long you been traveling? You're, you're doing a world, world tour. And how long you been traveling?
1: You know what? I think I've been traveling for all of 2019 now. Every weekend, I'm, I'm averaging four shows a week somewhere around the world, even in Canada. And uh, I mean, just for instance, this week alone, I did 14 shows on a ship in the middle of the Caribbean. Last night, I just did about, I don't know, 2,000 folks at a big, big Italian festival here in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, tomorrow night, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Wednesday night, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. And then next weekend, I'll be at one of my favorite comedy clubs it is in Northern California, Sacramento, called Laughs Unlimited. A lot of people don't even know this. one of the oldest comedy clubs in the United States, Laughs Unlimited, Sacramento.
2: Wow. You know, um, and, and it's funny you mention that, because uh, we got a group of guys in California that uh, listen to the show religiously. I know you, you, I know, you've been on the road, but you've heard all the news about all the fires in California, which is your yeah. home state right now. Yeah. And, Technically,
1: uh, I'm registered in Los Angeles, California, and I've been a licensed uh, Californian for 25 years but I still have a residence in New Jersey as well
2: and we love you on the East Coast man but these guys these guys listen to our show religiously Maston Station 2 Cal Fire uh, these guys have been exhausted and right now it's uh, probably a little 5th uh, 17 after 6 over there in California right now and these guys are up you know they come back from the fires and instead of going to bed on Sundays because they know about this show they knew you were coming on, and they listened to the show, and they couldn't wait for Mike Marino to come on. They're on the air. They just texted me, uh, Mel and uh, Ryan in California, and, and the guys at uh, Maston Station 2 are all sitting there waiting for Mike Marino to come on. And here they are, guys.
1: <laughs> you know what's really amazing? I really hope they are listening to the show right now because the firemen, the police officers, EMT, I mean, they do things that the average person wouldn't even think of doing. It's unbelievable. They walk right into the the line of fire, excuse the pun there, <laughs> and they deal with these problems. It's unbelievable. When I left California to come to Florida, that fire started in Simi Valley, and I could see it from the 405 freeway and the 101. It's kind of in my neighborhood. Wow. And I'm like, holy mackerel, because when that black smoke hits the air, you don't even know where you are anymore. Exactly, exactly. And, and then when you see the flames, you know, the average person is going to run like crazy, yet these guys get dressed in those big, big suits. They get on that truck, and they drive right into it. It's unbelievable.
2: Can you imagine? I, I, I mean, it, it's 90 degrees out there, and they got, I don't know, 50, 60 pounds worth of gear, uh, and, and this stuff doesn't even breathe, and these guys are, are going into a, a hot fire. But, uh, you know, you might be able to have a chance to uh, to say it to you, to them directly, because Uh, I got a text from these guys at Maston Station 2. There's a big group of guys coming to see you at your show on November 9th at 8 p.m. in Sacramento.
1: Well, you know what? Tell everybody who's listening and any one of those guys, they come to the show. When the show's over, I do sell Make America, Italian Again, T-shirts and DVDs, and I will do something special for those guys. In fact, on 9-11... I did a big shout out to everybody who was a first responder or a first responder sibling or anybody who I could help through that day. Whether I could make them laugh, send them some shirts, some gifts. And I sent out thousands of dollars worth of free stuff to anybody who instant messaged me because I've been doing so many charities for 9-11, police officers, firemen for the past 25 years that I'm actually considered a first responder. I have a plaque and a piece of the medal, and I'm also a member of 1013, which is the police officer's way of saying man down. So a lot of those police officers were actually at my show last night. We all had breakfast here this morning. They're retired LAPD and they're retired NYPD, and they came to the show last night. So I did something really great for them, and I'll do that for your friends and any of our fellow friends in the fire department, they come up to laughs unlimited. Well, you know what? Any club, any theater, all they have to do is remind me and I'll go crazy over that and give out some, uh, some free gifts.
2: Well, we appreciate it. And those guys appreciate it too. They, they, uh, they, I'm telling you, they became big, huge followers, followers of you. And, uh, the guys at Maston station two will definitely be there on November 9th at 8 PM in Sacramento. They, they also, uh, they text me now, Mel, uh, who is Captain Anastasi, Captain Anastasi and, and Mel, right. uh, um, he's the captain at Maston Station 2. He just texted me and said his whole crew is actually listening right now, and thank you so much. They can't wait to see you on, on November uh, 9th.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Let these guys hear this, too, and let the world hear this or anybody who's listening to your show. You know, I kid around how I wanted to run for president. And we should make America Italian again. But sometimes when I do my web series and I get together with my friends, I feel like saying, you know what? I really should be the president of the United States because I'll tell you right now. If I was ever the president of the United States running this country, you know what I would do? I'd tell all the football players, you know, these million dollar deals you get to run that football up and down the field. Yet yeah, that ain't happening no more. You're going to get fireman wages. Uh, and I'm uh, gonna give the firemen the million dollars because they're not running down a field to catch a football. They're running into a fire to catch maybe a falling child. Exactly. So let's change the game. Exactly. You wanna play you wanna play a game, you wanna play baseball, you wanna get a million dollar endorsement, put on a fireman's uniform. I'll get you one.
2: Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, amen to that, you know. These guys should be fired, sent out of the country. You know what? Go go somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Take a knee somewhere else.
1: Yeah. You want to have some gun control? Here's what we're going to do. You want to protect your wife? You want to protect your family? You want to protect your kids? Yeah, all right. Pistol, a baseball bat behind the front door like an old school traditional guy. You want a machine gun? No problem. Comes with a camouflage uniform and four years on the front lines. There you you go. go. Absolutely. You want a bazooka? Oh, I'll give you two of them. Come on. It comes with a tank. Go fight.
2: I love it, man. I love it. You, you
1: want to be in the gang? Join the army. Hey, you know what? I'd
2: love to be in your cabinet. I'll tell you. You know, my nickname in Brooklyn was Paulie.
1: May hey, Paulie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just love it. I, I really do. And, and uh, you know, all kidding aside, you know, we need a president like that. We need a president that has the gulions to do that.
1: That's right. You got to have a pair of steel ones because I would love to say to the world, too, uh, or at least in the United States, here's the way it works. You want to sue somebody? Okay, make sure you win your case, because if you don't, you're paying everybody's bill. Exactly. You're paying everybody's bill. You got a frivolous lawsuit. You're going to take that to court and you think you're going to stack the deck and make everybody lose their shirt and lose their livelihood. You better be prepared, because if you can't prove it and you don't win, you're paying everybody's bill.
2: Right. You know you you're doing so well as a com- as a comedian around the world. And you know why? Because A, you're funny. B, you're relating to real life situation discussions. And right. and C, <clears throat> you really want to see somebody in office such as you and you're you're telling the truth. You're exactly telling the truth and you're taking a comedic look at it, but you know what? It's the truth. And and that's the way we should run this country. And, and we love you, man. And, and you know what? I'm writing, in, I'm writing you in on 2020.
1: Hey, you know what? I think if we brought back the way things used to be, my uncle used to say things like, spare the rod, spoil the child. Well, you ain't kidding. You don't discipline your kids. They're going to grow up to be punks and troublemakers. Right. Slap them around. Tell them what's what. They don't know any better. And when they get older, the reason why they're going to be punks and troublemakers is because their parents didn't teach them right from wrong. Exactly. They thought it was okay. Now, we got self-serve all around the world. And, yeah, I make fun of it. But if you really think about it, self-serve is putting a human out of work. Right. Right. You're going to be out of work. You're not going to be able to get a job. You got a robot took over. It's real. It's really happening. There's a robot in the supermarket. And anybody can do it now. All you gotta do is listen to the prompts.
2: Right. Well, you know what? Look at look at New York. You you can go down the throughway. They're gonna go cash uh cash only uh you know, cashless, which yep. you know, there's not gonna be any uh any attendance there anymore. So that's all the way through the New York uh throughway. But you know, that's for the big people at this side, you know. But uh I wouldn't
1: mind being a big per big person. I, I would know how to decide. Here's what we're gonna do. Put the people back in the position. Take that machine and crush it and destroy it. And don't bring it back until 2050. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2050. And then if there's problems in foreign countries, we're not sending the Army, the Navy, or the Marine Corps. Me and my friends are gone. We'll settle this stuff. <laughs> we'll settle it.
2: I, I love you. You know, I got to get some clothing from you. You know, you know what I'm doing? I was, gonna, I was actually going to go to one of your shows on the 15th of November. And uh you got uh, Bobby Collins and yourself.
1: Yeah, that's Keswick Theater And uh I think that's Philadelphia.
2: Philadelphia, PA, right. Right. Uh, I and and I was going to uh get tickets, but unfortunately I'm going that day I'm going in for surgery. Uh oh. And uh Bobby Collins and you, I, I can't imagine that's that's gotta be the two best uh comedians I know today, uh I would have loved to seen together. And unfortunately I'm doing this I'm doing a surgery and I said, I said to myself, I'm going to say this to uh, Mike today that, uh, you know, the reason why I'm going in for surgery is because I try to buy some clothing and I'm a big guy, you know, big
1: Sicilian yeah, guy.
2: Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I need a 5X, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to wear a shower curtain. <laughs> I'll get you what you want, buddy. Don't worry about. Well, it. Well, you know, hold off. Five X. Well, hold
2: off on that. You know why? Because I tell you what's going to happen. I'm I'm going in for this bariatric surgery because I need to do it. And uh, uh, the funny thing is, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell Mike I'm I'm doing this surgery so I can fit in your clothes.
1: Oh man, thank you very much. But let's talk about this. What is your surgery? Can it, you talk about it? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's uh, bariatric. I uh you know had some heart trouble and uh. uh you know, if I don't do this, uh, I'm not you know, I, I need to add some more years to my life.
1: I don't know what bariatric is. That sounded to me like you had a bowel problem, <laughs> like constipation. No, what no, is bariatric?
2: no. They're actually removing uh, uh, two thirds of my stomach.
1: Oh, so it is stomach.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking out the stomach part.
1: They're well, actually- see, about six years ago, I had colon surgery. They took out six to eight inches of my colon because I had diverticulitis. Oh.
2: I did, and too. And
1: I almost dropped dead. They said, how did you wait so long? And then I went in there, and I had the surgery, and I dropped 30 pounds. I looked like a skeleton. Yeah, yeah.
2: I had the same surgery done. Um, I actually dropped it uh, right after a performance uh, I did as a DJ uh, back, uh, oh, it was about early 2000s. I dropped it to the ground and uh, ended up with peritonitis, peritonitis and, uh, yeah, it was bad. That's a bad surgery. So I had the same thing. I had a I had a, a section about eight inches of colon removed as
1: well. Yeah, well, one of the greatest gifts for me was when I had the surgery done by this legendary surgeon, nice Italian fellow tell me he was half a plumber and half a surgeon. So uh, he did the <laughs> surgery. And I also had another Italian guy who was the gastroenterologist, and they hooked me all up. And when I was done, I came out with one of the funniest stand-up routines I ever created. <laughs> and because they kept saying to me, where are you going to find the comedy in such serious surgery? And I go, are you kidding me? The nurse said when I fought, I could leave the hospital. That's funny right there.
2: <laughs> you know, I went to see my gastroenterologist and he goes, you know what? We have to do a colonoscopy. You're getting up there in age. We got to do this every five years, right? So he says, uh, we... we, we." uh we're gonna do that, and we're gonna do the end, the uh, upper, uh, upper, uh, whatever they call that, the uh, right, the the one that goes down from the top, and the one from the bottom, right? Yes. So yes. I said to him, I said, "Hey, Doc, which one are you doing first? He goes, "Well, when you wake up and you got a bad taste in your mouth, you'll know which one."
1: Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when I was in the hospital for the five days waiting to heal up. They kept telling me, you know, you got to walk around, walk around. And it was hard because the pain of the, those staples in your stomach. Yeah, and, terrible. you know, they're telling you you have to pass gas and you have to walk and exercise. And but there was other people walking around. And they had the same surgery. So I started making some friends. And I'm saying, how are you? How are you? You know, if you fought, you could leave. And people just started cracking up. Yeah. And it was like the fifth or sixth day I started to notice everybody was gone but me. I'm like, Did it, why am I the only one that's not passing gas? I don't get it. Did I have a bad doctor? I thought it was the same doctor. I said to this one guy, I'm like, Joe, where's that lady in 202? And he goes, are you kidding me? She crapped herself. She left the first day she was here. <laughs> I'm like, this is just not right. And then I did a concert and that surgeon came to the concert and I did that joke in front of him and he was losing his mind.
2: (laughs) He just gave me a vision of, you know, it was like a marching band going past the, the nurses station.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like a scene out of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> I'm like, Nurse Ratched, I think I have to pass gas. Oh, I okay. want to go home.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I'll I tell you, you know what? You, you can come to the hospital, man, and, and keep me company on the 15th.
1: <laughs> I wish I could. You know, I'll be there with Bobby Collins. He's... So the 15th wouldn't work. But the 16th, I'm actually going to do a charity in my hometown of Scotch Plains. Oh, awesome. And um, maybe you can come to that. What hospital are you going to be in?
2: I'm gonna be at uh, Highland Highland Hospital, which is uh, uh, very uh, almost attached to Rochester General. So I I, I got a really good renowned uh, doctor that's gonna be doing. He goes all over the world teaching his procedure. They used to cut you open totally, uh, but uh, this guy does it through three small holes in your uh, in your abdomen.
1: Yeah, yeah, that uh, liposcopic, I think that's what it's yeah, called. So- yeah. You're actually having some of the stomach removed
2: I'm having uh about ninety percent of it removed, yeah I didn't even know they could do that yeah, it's a new procedure it's uh they call it the gastric sleeve, so what they do is they just oh uh, i see they they make uh they make your stomach about the size of a banana and uh and then they take the rest of it out so th- hello.
1: Mike? Hello? Yep. There yeah, you go. well, I lost you for a minute, so it helps you lose weight?
2: Yeah, yeah. He says uh, probably in uh, 12 to 18 months, I'll probably be down about 150 pounds.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, all good health and prayers your way. You're going to come out looking like you're 22.
2: Yeah, and and I'll be all over that. net looking for some clothing, man, I'll tell you.
1: You know what? Tell your friends and your fans, not only are we at Mike but all my social media is at Mike Marino live. So if you watch my YouTube channel, you'll see live from my mother's basement, my uh, uh, podcast, and then my web series, Make America Italian Again Marino 2016. And all kinds of videos from when I was a kid up until now. And a lot of different jokes from different comedy clubs. And I think everybody will laugh and have some fun. I like when people, of course, subscribe and they, like, they say something. You know, I get a lot of fan mail. Sometimes the fun fan mail is when it comes in from different parts of the country and then different parts of the world, and they speak in their language. And then I got to put it in a program to figure out what they're saying. It's hilarious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I've uh, subscribed to all of it.
1: And Good. just, and just
2: you. in YouTube, you got like uh, over 170 clips
0: in there. Okay, great. Pop them up, baby.
2: Yeah, well, you got 170 videos. And uh I did get to see a picture of Mike Marino. I think it was a high school picture. Man, long hair. You were some good-looking dude then. I mean, you're, you're good-looking <laughs> now, you know. But uh When I grow up... Then I, learned... I
1: was a good-looking dude. Now I'm a good-looking dud. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... If that's, an, if that's a thing.
2: I, I tell people, you know... Uh, my fiance and, and so on and so forth, I, I say, you know, she, she, uh, she ages like wine. You know, the older she gets, the better she gets. Me, I age like milk.
1: Oh, yeah? <laughs> Holy smokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, uh, the Bobby Collins show, if uh, anybody has an opportunity, that's got to be one funny show. I did some work with Bobby Collins about 15 years ago in uh dc he showed up at dc and i provided some sound and some uh some lighting and he 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 was able to give me tickets right in the front row he busted my chops all night long man just busted up on me you know and and the the worst thing i did was wear a nylon looking jacket with my logo on it and he goes what are you a bowler (laughs) (laughs) but uh had uh, the 50s look? I uh, the 50s look, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I tell you, that show between you and him has got to be one hell of a show. If, if uh, that ever happens again, you know I'll be there.
1: Well, we've never done a show together, and I've always been an admirer of him and a fan of his work. And this is just uh, something new, and I was asked to be part of his show, and I said absolutely. So we're going to see what happens. I never even sat in front of him. Never really met him. Talked to him on the phone once or twice. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a knockout, man. Yeah, he's two, he's two, two veterans.
2: Yeah, he's from he's from Brooklyn, any
1: he? I believe he's a New Yorker for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, one of the things we were talking about uh, your shows. Definitely one that I'm 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 definitely going to be at is probably the April 11th one. You're going to be in Staten Island. And uh, that's the day before my birthday. So I thought that's going to be a good show to go see.
1: You know what? I think we might even broadcast that show.
2: Uh-huh. You're broadcasting that uh, live? Uh...
1: Yeah, we might do one of those uh, streaming videos so people around the world can watch all at the same time.
2: Wow. Wow. That's great. You know, I'm getting text even as we speak. Uh, guys from uh, uh, people from uh, Wilmington, Delaware and uh, Rochester. Uh, San Martin, California, Alameda, California, Hollister. You probably all know those areas. But uh, uh, Florida, we got about 20 states online right now listening to you, Mike. And uh, I wanted wanted to tell everybody, you know, if you want to go see Mike Marino, you got to get your tickets early because this guy is selling out every single show. Right, Mike?
1: I'm blessed. You Uh, are? Yeah. We're starting to moving to uh on an average of 800 to a thousand seats uh the last time i did red banks count base he was uh, 1300 seats on memorial day weekend which was really cool because that's supposedly a hard weekend to sell tickets uh we got a lot of shows in canada and uh vegas you name it man uh ah, and then hopefully next year, 2020, be all theaters and big casinos.
2: You know, Mike, buona fortuna, buona fortuna.
1: Grazie. <laughs> <Got you. laughs>
2: so, so, uh, so, it's a sellout crowd. You just got back from Honduras and on a cruise ship and stuff like that. <laughs> you, do you need anybody to carry your bags?
1: Yes, I do. Selling uh, these shirts like crazy. So, if you want to go on tour, let's rock.
2: Oh, uh, I'll do it, man. I'm raising my hand. I'll go with you. I got the time. Let's do it. You, you, let well, me let's... know, and I'll be there.
1: Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with you getting healthy once you're done and you're looking slim and trimmed, and we're going to go on tour around the world, all right? Sounds Brooklyn good. Mike and Jersey Mike. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Mike and Mike. Maybe uh, we'll get sponsored by Jersey Mike Sandwiches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe M&M will sponsor us.
1: <laughs> hey, somebody better sponsor us.
2: <laughs> but, you know, even, even uh, on this radio show, uh, you know, we started this. Um, I'm retired right now as an aeronautical engineer, and and uh was a DJ for over 35 years. So I had the equipment. And uh since uh health wasn't doing so good, I did this radio station and man, it took off because I I did over performed about 10,000 events in my career. And uh so I had a lot of followers and we got a lot of followers now on this radio station. So when I posted this thing about you uh that you're going to be on the show this morning, we had over 25,000 people that we reached. And twenty seven hundred post engagements just to talk about you, and uh, that that's great.
1: Well, phenomenal! If you can get me this clip of you and I talking, I'll put it on my social media as well, oh. and uh, we'll keep on doing things. And I I look forward to meeting you in person sometime.
2: Absolutely! I'm uh, you know the guys in California asked me to fly out there and do a show uh, right right there from their firehouse, and uh, I said yeah, I'd love to. So. Uh, there's a trip to California, and there's uh, some bag carrying for uh, Mr. Mike Marino, our new president. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be on the road here
1: in the near future. You know, we should set up something for Northern California. They need a little action up there. Sacramento's oh. great. There's a lot of areas. And, of course, San Francisco and uh, Carmel. Uh, a lot of Italians up there, quite honestly, especially in San Francisco, where they brought over the Girardelli Square.
2: Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, we were actually talking to a few people in, in this area because there's a lot of Italians between Syracuse and Rochester. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, there is a, a place called uh, Del Lago that uh, they just had um, a couple of uh, shows there recently, some big-name big shows. Uh, and uh, they were talking about, I mentioned you, and, and they're like, yeah, you know, if we can get him here, that would be great. So, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm 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 kind of greasing the skids here for you to bring come up to upstate New York area.
1: Yeah, we definitely I have a good following in Rochester, Buffalo, Utica, Syracuse, even the other side of Buffalo. I think they call it Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: you're actually gonna be playing in Canada soon.
1: December first, I do a charity for a company called Vita Nova. La Vita Nova, and it's a fundraiser that they've been doing for years and years and years for, I believe, I'm not exactly 100 percent sure, but people who are addicted to some kind of substance. Right. So whether it's opioids or alcohol or some kind of a drug and the lady saves many, many lives and it's all Italians doing it. So uh, I go up there and I do what I got to do.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. I uh, I do something here on Wednesdays and Sundays after my Italian show at in the evening because this show is going to be it's it's uh, recorded and then aired again at five p.m. every Sunday and then after that we do something with uh, a group called Hundred Proof Living that they they help people with addictions, right? And uh, you know um, I I read a lot about man you got a hell of a resume too, Mike.
1: Yes, sir. I'm trying. You know what? I got an addiction too. I'm going to need some help, man. Hey, I got, huh? I got, I can't stop eating meatballs. They're delicious. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to kick it, but sometimes when I kick the meatball habit, I go to sausage and peppers. It's just not helping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you love
2: the meatballs, you'll love the sausage.
1: My mother used to say all the time, when you have a problem in life, turn to food. There's nothing better than food. Have was, something to eat. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. You, I you, said, Mom, the girl don't want to go out with me. That's okay. Have a meatball sandwich. You'll be good.
2: <laughs> I saw a clip. I saw a clip with you and your mom, a video. Yeah. And, and yep. that was funny. You, you lost your mom a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I did too. I, my mom and dad, and they were my best friends. And um, watching you and your mom interact, that was funny. You know, she goes, well, I forgot the line. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We got tons,
0: tons of good, good video here.
1: Well, what we were doing was I was getting ready to film a DVD special. And that was two nights before we went down there. So the camera crew and the director were at my house. And I said, let's get me and my mom to recreate a scene from Goodfellas. I says, just film anything she says because she's not going to do it right. She's not going to want to. She's going to want to do it her own way. And we got priceless footage, and I am so glad I did that because now it's mine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, know, she's no longer around, but that boy, was... when you watch it, it just can choke you up and make you say to people around the world, stay as close to your family as you can because someday they'll be gone, and you'll wish they would have for you to talk to. Them.
2: And that's important. And you know— oh. That 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 is why this show was born because I remembered growing up and my mom cooking Sunday dinner and uh and my father playing all the Italian American classics with Jimmy Rosselli and, and yep. all that. So the my Sunday show is dedicated to my mom and dad. And I call it Good having deal. so having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike and and here it is, I'm having Sunday dinner with Mike
1: Marino. Yeah, yeah. That's why I created life from my mother's basement. We never ate up in the good kitchen. We ate downstairs in the dungeon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every
2: every Italian home had that second kitchen with the whole. You ate downstairs. Upstairs was the museum. My mother had the plastic on the on the uh, furniture, and uh, you know, every time you sat down on the on the couch, it sounded like you were passing gas. You know, especially yeah. in the summer.
1: Yeah, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: man, you got uh, 2008. You were inducted into the New Jersey Comedy Hall of Fame, and 2015 you won the USO Hope a uh, Bob Hope Comedy Award. Man, that's that's an achievement in itself, right there.
1: Yeah, you know the the uh, Bob Hope Award, the uh, Bobby they called it, like the Oscar, is what they gave to the uh, entertainers who went around the world entertaining the troops in the in the danger zones. And it was 10 of us that got it that year. And it's actually a trophy that looks like the Oscar. It's gold, but it looks just like Bob Hope. We did it all on television. And, uh, so for all intensive purposes, I'm one of the first comedians to get an Oscar for stand-up.
2: Wow. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And, um, I'll tell you in, in my lifetime, I got to say you, uh, Bobby Collins, Bob Hope, uh, um carol burnett those uh, you guys are just amazing I, I you are phenomenal you are the today comedian of what we had yesterday
1: yeah i like that that's pretty cool a lot of people were telling me that last night because i wore a shirt and tie. and said oh you're classy i'm like Mom, i'm also sweating so hot out there." <laughs> but uh it's nice to do that and you know what makes me happy too is when i get to perform with other singers like i've been on stage now with uh Robert Davi, Dina Martin, Sal Valentinetti, Louis Prima Jr. All the cats that do the uh, Sinatra thing, like the Rat Pack.
2: Right, right. So it's
1: nice to be on stage with them. Plus, you get to stand in front of a 32-piece orchestra, and it's not like I'm singing, but at least I get to be part of all of that. Right.
2: Well, it, you know, and and I play a lot of uh, uh, Louis Prima, Lazy Mary, and I play. Uh, a lot of stuff from Dean Martin and uh, those are the folks, you know, I'm going to try to get on the show as well. And uh, uh, it, it's really good to continue that Italian culture.
1: Well, I could probably help you with some of my friends someday. I'm sure we can make that happen. That'd be I great. think one of my fellow entertainers I'm going to be doing a lot of big shows with starting next year. Maybe you're familiar with the comedy of Tammy Pascatelli.
2: Oh, God, I know Tammy. She's Matter of fact, we're friends on Facebook, too. Uh, I mean, I have never met her, but saw her on TV uh, uh, several years back, and and she's one funny girl.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Tammy and I are friends 20 years. We just started doing some uh, new tours separately, of course, and she's been touring like I have been touring, and we had a conversation about what if it was you and I on stage, I mean, come on, the female version of the Italian (laughs) version of the male version of, we're going to tear the house down. (laughs) I think that would be a hell of a show. Yup,
2: It would be an awesome
1: show. We're going to get Tammy to call in and be on your show. I'll call her later today.
2: Oh, sounds great. There you go, folks. You're going to hear Tammy Pascatelli uh, in the show soon. But, uh, I think
1: that'd be a great idea if you don't mind. I'll give her your number. No, no. And have her on the show. She's dynamite.
2: Yeah, she is. She is friggin' awesome. She posts stuff on on her travels uh, as she's going around uh, doing her shows, and 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 ju- and just the stuff that she posts is funny, you know.
1: Yeah, well, she's dynamite, man. <laughs> I remember when we first started playing the comedy store in California many years ago. I'll never forget when she went on stage and she said. To her audience, she goes, "Pop, I shot a pilot in California." And he said, "Hey, don't talk like that on the phone. If I ain't going down because you got sloppy." And she's like, "It's not that kind of pilot, Pop." He <laughs> says, "I don't care what kind of pilot he is. Stop talking."
2: <laughs> I saw, I saw that bit, and that was that was a really funny bit. You know, there, speaking of funny, uh, I, I played your bit that you uh, you performed that uh, uh, not too long ago in New Jersey. I think it was. And uh, you talked about when you went to North Korea and talk about the guy with the thing, you know, and and, and you brought (laughs) and you brought a a calzone, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, now now because we got uh, the ISIS leader. I said on stage last night. I knew about Alfonso for years, and <laughs> <laughs> nobody believed me.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, you know when you when you when you said the cow zone, you know hey, what are we on a mile? Yeah, you you actually you started losing it yourself.
1: Well, because you know some people don't really know what that means, so I just laughed. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can relate, you related to exactly what you were saying. You know, here <laughs> I am. My mother
1: used to say that all all the time. What are we, miniguns? <laughs> yeah, miniguns. Yeah,
2: here I am going to see a, a world. Uh, well, how how do I be nice about it on the radio? Uh, some shithole, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bringing him a call's home. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Mike, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, one of the one of the things that I absolutely love about doing this radio show, it's. Uh, the people I've gotten to meet uh, through this and and we've actually people that have been on the show we've become friends and uh, it's been it's been great and uh, I, I know this is a beginning of a friendship between you and I and uh, you're more than welcome to be on the show anytime you can consider this your radio show if you want to air anything you know I'm behind you man and and I'm, I'm going to carry your bags I'm telling
1: you all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on the show. If anybody's in Jupiter, Florida, they want to come and meet me, I'm here at the uh, Feast of Little Italy for one more day. Tomorrow night, I'll be back in Los Angeles. And from there, just go to MikeMarino.net, grab yourself some tickets. You can write to me and I'll write you right back.
2: And that's true. Mike, Mike he monitors all of his, uh, his uh, social media, so he, he does respond. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, connect with Mike Marino. He's an awesome, awesome guy. You All know right, what, Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And and what they said was uh, uh, I think I read something about tongue of a uh, razor tongue, but a heart of gold, and that I'm is actually. Tongue
1: absolute. like a razor blade. That means don't <laughs> mess with me while I'm performing. I'll cut you in half. <laughs> but I'm nice to everybody. So uh, if I'm going to cut you, it'll be in a nice way.
2: All right Mike I will give you uh we'll text you and and stuff like that but uh we love you man and uh keep up the great work I, I I I you're you got a big fan here and uh I love you. All
1: right well listen remember make America Italian again you don't know nothing you didn't see nothing you don't say nothing don't take no <laughs> crap from nobody I'm Mike Marino thank you so much.
2: Thank you Mike. Hey have a good one. See ya. Take care.